we will uh, try to answer some of your questions. Here we have a question relating to the uh, uh, historical fact. So, why do other Buddhist sects sect use the Sanskrit instead of the Pali? So, uh, uh, on the history level, uh, there are there were three periods of the Pali, you know, and. Uh, the original Pali was uh, apparently spoken by the Buddha in India in these days, and uh, then they made it the uh, the official kind of uh, language by which uh, uh, the original uh, uh, teaching was uh, uh, recorded, kind of. And uh, then the the, the, the Pali, the, the first Pali period, dates uh, from the time of the Buddha. Till uh, about the sixth, from the sixth BC to the uh, for about the five centuries, and this this was when the, the all the the, the Tipitaka, the, the the group of the uh, three baskets were recorded, and uh, also they were brought in uh, Ceylon and to other countries also, and it was maintained in the Pali language. But what happened actually uh, in India is that uh, the Sanskrit. Uh, Independently arising from the from the arising of the Mahayana, you know, uh, Sanskrit uh, as a vernacular language had probably quite displaced the Pali as the medium of study in all the Buddhist schools on the Indian mainland. So, just uh, the Pali actually was just a, a, a classical language, uh, religious language, were like the Latin in Europe, so it was not spoken so much, and, uh, and then the Sanskrit took over uh, in India, so, uh, so then the later schools of Buddhism, also the schools that, uh, that remain in India and that developed further in India, then they all used the Sanskrit uh, to, to express and also to keep their teaching together. Whereas the, 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 the schools that developed uh, outside of, uh, of India in the early days, then they depended on the, uh, on the, uh, the Pali. Uh, do you know of any living Arahats? Mm. Or, uh, no, I don't know. But also it's difficult to say, like it's difficult for us to say who is an Arat or who is not an Arat. But uh, I can't be sure. I have met uh, spiritually, advanced people, uh, spiritually advanced people, but uh, as far as to say that they were Arat, I cannot, I cannot say at all. So stream enters, probably, but I, I have met. And uh, people with psychic powers, also probably I have... Uh, I have encountered these types of people. So, another question. If a stream enters as eradicated view of self, why does the fetter of conceit remain? So, a stream enters as the eradicated view of self. 
in the sense that uh, the, the belief or the attachments to the self is not there. It is uh, rooted out because of the of the insight. But uh, the, some kind of conceit may uh, remain there until the, the final stage of uh, arahatship. And I think the comparison uh, for that is that, uh, like a flower, although the flower is very beautiful, then the flower will always uh, carry with it a, 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 a scent, you know, a good smell. So they compare the, 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 the I think they compare the, the conceit by way of the, the smell of a flower. Why do the monks and nuns shave their heads? Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's a good question, especially that winter is coming. <laughs> so if we refer to the Indian tradition, the air, you know, in these, uh, in these days, now it's a bit uh, changed, but uh, uh, in these days the air, they represent uh, sensual enjoyment and also it really, uh, it has a symbolic uh, uh, feature of, uh, I don't know, a kind of, uh, a kind of, uh, uh, I don't know, a kind of attachment, probably. And uh, many sadhus or many uh, renunciate in these days the fact of shaving the head meant that uh, they relinquish all the attachments to the worldly life. And uh, this we can see when the, 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 the Bodhisattva, when he was going for enlightenment or when he, he was going for a search for, uh, uh, for truth, then uh, he went out of his palace and uh, uh, when he was away then he cut his hair. So this is the symbol that uh, he cuts uh, the hair also are, are sometimes represented as a, as a sign of uh, you know, the, the worldly power. So anyway, the why we can figure out the other uh, reasons, but I think this is the main uh, reason. Also, probably that it is practical. The image of the Buddha appears uh, to show him with hair, and why? <laughs> And why is he said not shaved? <laughs> <laughs> so shaving, yeah, shaving and shaving, you know, in these days they didn't have the five razor blade yet. <laughs> so <laughs> they had to sharpen their, their knife. So I guess they were not doing it uh, every, uh, every now and then. They, 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 they were allowed people to wait, you know, to postpone the, the, the sacrifice. So they say that there are two, uh, you know, two factors that, uh, or two, 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 fact two factors that will, uh, uh, that it, that will determine when and uh, when to shave the head. Like for the monks and the nuns, they have we have rules about okay now uh, when should we shave. So I think the the, the rules is to shave, or maybe about in once a month, so in some tradition they say they shave only once a month, but actually the, uh, the rule itself says that uh, someone can grow his hair or her hair up to about one, I think it is one inch, if not more than that, at least one inch. So it means one inch, it's quite a good deal. So I guess, I guess, I guess you can curl a little bit, you know, if you have that tendency. <laughs> So what is the, the protuberance that on the top of the, of the Buddha's head? So 
Yes, it's kind of weird, no? <laughs> but uh, it is symbolic. Like the, now this one is uh, not all the old statues have uh, the, 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 the extra one of, uh, you know, this is probably a symbol of a type of energy or something that is uh, uh, not uh, appearing to the to, uh, to, 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 to normal sight. So this is addition. But actually, the little protuberance that we see there with the hair, you know, without this thing, uh, this is in many statues you see that. So I guess it's... Uh, it's a kind of uh, the, the type of the, probably the skulls that the, the, the Buddha had, you know. Maybe his skull was a little bit different and he had a bump like that. How do you call that? The, 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 for the mats, you know, you see you have, the, 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 you have one for the mathematics. Those who are very bright in mathematics, you see that they have the... <laughs> so maybe it's a spiritual... Uh, it's a spiritual type of development of the brain. I don't know, but I don't know. So what is the number of the sutta that we discussed last Saturday? The, it is the Datu Vibhanga Sutta, and the, the number is uh, 140 in the translation that we have uh, from the Majjhima Nikaya in the library by uh, Bhikkhu Bodhi. Number 140. Is Ditti eradicated gradually or suddenly? So Ditti, it depends uh, of what we mean by Ditti, like uh, the Micha Ditti, as such, you have uh, about uh, at least 60 types of Micha Ditti that are uh, elaborated, especially like in the, in the Diga Nikaya, the first Sutta. So all these, these Dittis are eradicated. Uh, uh, among these uh, very big numbers of Ditti, then they can group in, 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 uh, you know, in smaller classes. So one of the uh, the first class that uh, that have to be eradicated is the is the belief uh, you know in the it's a kind of, I didn't have time to to make it very detailed so uh, one of the DT that has to be eradicated. So first to ensure the, the the question is that uh, DT is eradicated gradually not suddenly so. Uh, how it is eradicated uh, gradually, then I will explain briefly by saying that uh, you have some certain type of dittis. Well, again, I, am, uh, I would like to start again. So I will start with what is the samaditti? What is the right view? And ditti means uh, the view, the perspective, the way we are looking at things. So this is the ditti. So when we say samaditi, that means the perspective is a little bit different. The, the perspective is a right perspective. We see the things as they are more and more. So this was this is what is relating to the samaditi. And uh, the commentaries they explain the samaditi as divided in five types of uh, samaditi. So the first type of samaditi is the kamasakata samaditi, and this is the right <coughs> view. This is the right understanding, the, the right perspective that uh, things are going on according to the law of kamma. Mm. And this type of samadhi, this type of samadhi, uh, 
uh, will uh, eradicate the wrong view. Like you have, we have some people that think that uh, that uh, everything they experience by way of sensation or by way of experience is due to uh, to something that they have done in the past. Huh? The other day we were discussing that about the accidents. So uh, this is not the correct view. The in Pali is a pube kata etu ditti. So uh, if somebody realizes properly the, the 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 right view of the kamasakata, kamasakata means uh, uh, that the beings are the owners are the owners of their own uh, actions. So uh, when this type of right view is established, then the the belief that uh, everything that is experienced is uh, with what we have done in the past. That means uh, that means that we don't consider what we are doing now. That means also that uh, by uh, sticking to that view, uh, we become kind of fatalist. Oh, this is the fatalist. So then we say, now everything that I experience is because of my past. So whether it is good or bad, this is the result of my past actions. But somebody with the right uh, approach and the right understanding of the, 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 the law of karma will realize that, well, there are some situations that, uh, that I am experiencing now, but because of, uh, I am in this experience because of the things that I have done before, but also because of what I am doing now. So then, uh, the, the, the result is not dependent only on the past, but also on what is uh, being done here now. And also the possibility to act here now and then to put some kind of uh, effort and will to do in order to, 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 to improve the situation. So somebody who has a right understanding of the, the law of karma will, uh, will be more responsible and, and will not uh, abandon uh, himself in, 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 the, in, the, in the destiny. So another type of uh, wrong view is, the, 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 is that everything that we are experiencing in life is uh, due to the creator, a supreme God, and the, 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 the God has created us. And, uh, uh, because of that, then well, we 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 uh, we, uh, <coughs> we are uh, influenced. We are uh, subject to the will of God. So uh, this also uh, lose its uh, uh, impact or lose its, its strength when somebody realizes the the the, the samaditi of uh, kamasakata. And uh, then the third uh, type of wrong view that is also eradicated with this uh, first uh, uh, right view is the, the, the belief that everything that uh, one experience or, or uh, feel comes by, it comes by its, its own. So there is nothing there, it's just, uh, it is just casual. So it's just by chance that, thi that things are happening. And this is called a too apatheya. That means there is no root, there is no... Uh, causes there is no uh, reason why things are happening. But this type of uh, wrong view, I mean, if we speak about the, 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 the dictis themselves, uh, uh, these types of wrong view are invented when somebody realizes that uh, the, 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 the right understanding of, uh, of the law of karma. But uh, this type of uh, right view, the Kama Sakata and Samaditi, is, uh, also belongs to other beliefs 
uh, other uh, spiritual uh, teachings. It's not only peculiar to Buddhism. So what is pe peculiar to Buddhism is that, uh, is that uh, the, the, the wrong view in the, and the attachment into a self, this has to be eliminated, this has to be understood. So uh, when we speak about uh, Michaditi, mostly when we speak about uh, in, in relation to the uh, Buddhism, it, it relates to the, uh, to the belief in uh, Atta, Atta Ditti. And uh, the belief in self or the attachment to self also uh, are, uh, are composed of various degrees. So you have a very coarse belief in self and then you have coarse belief in self and then you have subtle beliefs in self and then the very subtle uh, beliefs in self. So the Pali is Olarika Ditti, Mitya Ditti and then Sukuma Atta Ditti. So these four types of uh, soul, soul beliefs, uh, they are eradicated when one uh, does first, uh, you know, the first uh, entrance to the Vipassana, which is the Nama, Rupa, Parega, Nyana. When somebody uh, defines, when somebody uh, <coughs> Yes. The defining of uh, mentality and materiality. So, at the beginning stage of vipassana, then somebody inquires into mind and matter, and then he defines and also he scrutinizes uh, define the defining of uh, nama rupa. This is the first uh, uh, type of uh, samadhi that will eradicate uh, the very coarse belief in self, and then the second type of samadhi is the, the the third type actually is the the pachya parigarnyana that is uh, the 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 knowledge that uh, of defining causes and conditions and uh, especially when somebody uh, understands the law of the dependent origination then uh, then a further eradication of beliefs in self uh, is eradicated because uh, because you see that uh, that kind of artificial structure in which I am building myself is just depending on so many causes and conditions that, uh, that the self is just created by these uh, conditions. And uh, the, one, the more one understands that, the more one uh, gets uh, detached from, from that. So these two, these, these two jnanas, they eradicate actually the course uh, at Taditi. And then after that, when the, 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 the fourth type of uh, samadhiti is the, the deity that comes when someone is practicing the vipassana. So at that time, when one sees that not only these things are causally uh, uh, ar arising, uh, then uh, one also practices the, sees that they are also impermanent and non-self. And, uh, and uh, dukkha. So then, when one is practicing uh, vipassana, then the subtle uh, attachment and also the subtle uh, beliefs and attaditi is di disappearing. And then the last uh, type of uh, samaditi is the maga pala samaditi. So then, when somebody experiences the the, the 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 path and the fruition of uh, sotapanna and uh, all the the, the fourth stage of uh, saintship, uh, then the the very subtle uh, attachment to atta ditti 
disappears altogether. And among this uh, Magapala Samadhiti, also you have the four, it is also divided in four with the, in, in relation to the uh, attainments that one uh, has achieved. So as we say, as we see, the, the eradication of uh, Ditti is, uh, is, uh, is gradual. How can a Sotapanna attainment in a previous life manifest in this very life? So uh, there are four characteristics that, uh, that will uh, be seen in a Sotapanna, that the Sotapanna actually will, uh, will be convinced of or will be uh, uh, firmly rooted in. And uh, it is the, the, the strong confidence that the person will have in regards to the Buddha. Also, the strong confidence that one will have in relation to the Dhamma, the teaching and also the strong confidence that we'll have, that one will have in relation to the, uh, to the group of people who are, uh, 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 realize the Sangha. So these three types of beliefs, or these three types of convictions are, are very firm, uh, really uh, deeply uh, established in the person. So the confidence is, uh, is very, uh, uh, is not shakable. And also the fourth cause also that will, uh, that will manifest itself is the, is the, the, the unbroken type of uh, the sila, the virtue, will not be uh, uh, questionable. The, the person will keep a, a uniform integrity in regarding especially the five precepts. So when a person is uh, attained sotapanna, then if he is reborn in the human realm or whatever realm that the person is reborn, then uh, then at least he will have uh, these qualities. So then it will manifest uh, themselves, it will not change. So somebody, because uh, of the, 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 the purity of attainment, cannot, uh, cannot go back to do wrong things and also cannot uh, uh, go into uh, uh, following a, a teacher who is not uh, uh, teaching the Dhamma according to, to the Buddha. and how to know it and practice accordingly. So, how to know that uh, how to know that it is very difficult. As uh, There is another question that, uh, that is asking, okay, uh, we'll see, but uh, no, I will see when, when it comes. So anyway, how to know that is very difficult and to practice accordingly. So whether we are Sotapanna or we are not Sotapanna, we, we should practice accordingly. So that means we should establish our faith and uh, our understanding of the teaching and uh, the confidence that we have in the teaching very firmly. And also we should practice the sila very, uh, with conviction uh, and also the other practices that are also associated with the Eightfold Noble Path also should be uh, practiced uh, all the time. So whether someone is a Sotapanna or not, uh, it doesn't matter.
So can one fail to know it and in a way lose one's life without practicing? will say that uh, it's possible that somebody may, may, may not know it and also lose the, a little bit of uh, the, the, the rigor or the, uh, the strictness of, uh, of, uh, of, uh, of a very serious practice. But nevertheless, the person will not be uh, breaking the precepts uh, naturally. And, uh, but uh, eventually it is coming back. So when the situation in life brings uh, some kind of challenge, then uh, that fate will will just uh, pop pop again, and uh, and then also the, the 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 integrity that the person will have kept uh, in the life also will will come to support uh, the person. So one day there was a there was a story of. Uh, of a lay person, and then he was sotapanna uh, apparently, and uh, then he was dying in uh, in uh, very uh, strong pains, and then the the, the, the Sariputta asked him if he had the belief and and he had if he had the confidence in these uh, three things, and also if his uh, sila was uh, was unbroken and uh, strong, and of course the person said that uh, these factors were already there. And the Sariputta instructed him further, and then he asked him, okay, now, although you are uh, established in these four uh, items, uh, there are also six things that, uh, that one should practice. So he was asking if the person was practicing these six things. And, uh, and then non-stop, that means uh, he, he, the person, uh, although whatever stage of uh, enlightenment the person has uh, achieved, uh, it's a non-stop uh, commitment. And uh, the, the, the things that are... Uh, talked about is the, the, the contemplating of uh, anicca in all the formations, then the perceiving the dukkha in what is anicca, then the perception of non-self is what in what is dukkha, and the perceiving of abandonment, the perceiving of fading away, and the perceiving of uh, cessation. So one question about the debt, you know, like if somebody is experiencing very uh, strong feelings at the moment of death, then what will happen in the sense of rebirth? So here is an example, is that uh, although the person was suffering terribly, and uh, in these days, they, I guess they didn't have the, uh, uh, the painkillers, uh, the quality of painkillers that we have now. So anyway, he was not taking uh, these things, and uh, the, the, the feelings were very strong. And, uh, but although the, 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 the painful feelings were very strong, still the mind was not uh, shaken by these uh, uh, physical uh, uh, eruptions, these physical t- difficulties.
Could you talk about the emotions of shame and embarrassment? So I think the person is referring to iri and otappa, and sometimes it is also translated as uh, uh, shame and fear of uh, fear of uh, doing wrong, or dread, fear and dread, and things like this. But the term actually is uh, iri. The Pali term is iri and otappa. So they say that uh, these uh, two types of emotions, they, they are the two that are protecting the world and uh, that uh, actually uh, they are the dominant factors that uh, rule the world and uh, the s- there is no civilized society that can exist uh, without them. So what are they? The hiri, here, shame, uh, it is the shame of doing evil like uh, they compare that to a cock's feathers, the shrinks in front of a fire. That means if you put the chicken or, you know, close to the, to the fire, then the, the feathers will uh, kind of shrink back. So the person who is having shame of doing uh, bad things, uh, uh, he has that uh, internal uh, compunction. So you know what is the meaning of compunction? It, it, is a, it, it means a slight regret or a scruple. Do you know what is a scruple? <laughs> the scruple is very funny, but uh, it, 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 means, uh, it comes from, from the Latin, and it means a small stone, scrupulos. And the small stone is actually, you know, those Italians. They were uh, probably walking very often with, uh, with those sandals. So, you know, when you work with sandals, uh, then you have a small pebbles that comes in. So it's very uncomfortable, isn't it? So you walk and then you have a small stone in your sandal. It makes it very uncomfortable. So this is a, this is a scruple. That means... <laughs> <laughs> so if somebody is a scrupulous or somebody who is a, having some kind of compuncture, then if he, he is doing something wrong, then he will have that, uh, that feeling of uneasiness and... Uh, or fear of uh, having that type of feeling, then he will, he will avoid uh, doing bad things. So this is for Hiri. And then for the word Otappa, it is the, the fear to do evil as uh, to the, the consequence, like somebody is uh, having the fear of fire. So Hiri and Otappa, they come in conjunction. And it's not the ordinary uh, fear or shyness that the people are having. No? It's the, it's, it is related to, uh, to doing uh, things that are uh, really not worth uh, doing. So the first, also they, com- they say that uh, the, 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 the first uh, quality of theory is, uh, it refers to, uh, it's a sense of being autonomous. That means the person, is, uh, he does not do evil things because uh, he is ashamed to what it brings to himself and then also he is thinking sometimes about uh, his, uh, his background also he is ashamed that the thing would bring shame to himself and uh, the second one otapa it is heteronomous that means uh, uh, it is influenced by others it is influenced by society so somebody will not do something out uh, of the, the, the fear that the blame will come to him uh, from, from uh, the other 
you will get punishment or you will get a bad reputation or you will definitely get into trouble. And the, the, compare, the comparison is, uh, uh, is like uh, a piece of iron, you know, a piece of iron that is, uh, on one side, it is heated up by fire. So, and then on the other side, it is uh, full of filth. So the side with the, the fire, the side that is heated up red, uh, the person will be uh, afraid to grasp it because he knows that it's going to, uh, to be painful. Huh? And the side with the field, then also the person is going to be a bit reluctant to grasp it because uh, it's very disgusting. There is a Buddhist saying, it may be Tibetan, but I don't know, that every being was once your mother. Is this true? So yes, there is a Buddhist saying, it's not necessarily a Tibetan, and uh, uh, they compare the cycle of existence, that it's infinite circle, so they say, I think it's a little bit allegoric, you know, a little bit symbolic, but they say that uh, in, the, in life, there is not a being that has not been your mother or your father or your brother or your sister or something like this, because it's always uh, related, I mean, it's always interrelated and uh, life is really uh, without uh, beginning and without the ends. In your last uh, question and answer, you mentioned that the one may not even know one had experienced Nibbana. This seems uh, significant, given that this is such a landmark turning point on the path. Can you say more about that? So, uh, this I have read, you know, and also uh, I think I deduce it also by seeing people. But uh, the Lady Sayado from uh, Burma, the famous uh, uh, monk that lived uh, last century, he says that, he says like that, he says that uh, somebody sometimes, you know, a meditator or someone can attain Sotapana, but he may not realize it. So the person before uh, being sure or be, be, be before uh, thinking that the person is Sotapana, he should wait a few years just to see if the defilements are eradicated because the person cannot tell right away. And sometimes the person can never tell. Sometimes also a person can think that uh, uh, he has not attained the Sotapanna, but actually he may have attained it. It is possible. But also the, the, the reverse also is possible. So they say that somebody may think that uh, he is or she is a Sotapanna, but actually the experience is not the, the experience of Sotapanna. So like that, it's, uh, it is a very uh, tricky or it is very uh, delicate way to, uh, to pronounce oneself about, uh, about these things. What is the difference between the, f the eight jhana said to be an expression of non-dual awareness and nibbana? So uh, it's rather the, the eight attainment. So the, at the eight attainment that uh, refers to uh, nevasanya, nasanya, uh, it is, uh, it is uh, here. It, I don't know who said that it's an experience. It is said to be an experience of non-dual awareness. 
I think an experience of non-dual awareness in Buddhism, in Theravada Buddhism, is not so much existence. But they will say an experience relating to that description of non-dual awareness will be more like somebody who has attained jhana, then the mind is very unified. So that means whatever the person is perceiving, there is no duality. So the mind is unified. So the experience also is an experience of unity. So in that way, I guess that uh, a person who is, uh, who is having the, the, the jhana, the jhanic mind, is in a non-dual uh, experience of reality. But uh, it does not refer to the, the eight jhana. It's actually, it's a very subtle experience of, uh, of, uh, of consciousness. And also, I think they say in the text that they say, neva sanya, na sanya, but they could have uh, as well said, neva uh, vinyana, Vinyana or Neva Vedana or Nevanyana. So whatever mental factors will have been observed, then it would have been it would have been so subtle, you know, as much as the sanya is very subtle in this attainment that it's not it comes to be non perceptible. So here to describe that uh, that attainment they say it's neither perception nor not perception. So uh, actually it relates to the consciousness because uh, in that attainment, the person is, uh, is observing the consciousness itself. So this is the object. The object of the mind is the consciousness. And then among the consciousness, the one of the f mental factors is the sanya. So the sanya is very subtle. And uh, the difference with this uh, attainment and the attainment of Nibbana will be that uh, uh, Nibbana is when the uh, when somebody experiences Nibbana, it's not the same thing. Nibbana is another uh, object. The, like uh, by way of classification, the attainment of Nivasanya uh, Nasanya is an immaterial attainment that is arupa in the arupa vachara uh, field and the nibbana is a lokuttara beyond the world if someone suffers grave pains before he dies due to sickness or an accident what kind that is akusala or kusala what kind of the last javana chitta will arise before the, the death moment. So, so of course if somebody is suffering grave pains before uh, the person dies, it's going to influence the mind and it's going to be more difficult to keep a balanced mind and then to keep also a, a clear and a stable mind. So although the the experience itself of very painful feeling that uh, we will, I mean, not we, but uh, that people uh, uh, often experience at the death moment uh, can bring uh, different, it's not necessarily arise, it's not necessarily uh, making for the arising of uh, unwholesome type of consciousness. It really depends on the attitude that we have with these unple unpleasant sensations. So it's a, it's a question of, uh, of attitude there. 
So what, whether the whether the pains or the, the feelings that one experiences before dying are painful or uh, pleasant or neutral, the attitude we have towards them will determine the type of uh, javana citta that will arise at the death. Yes. Talk to a few people that have had near-death experiences, uh-huh. including someone in a car accident. Yes. And the body goes into shock. Yes. Yeah. And the mind isn't really focused on the pain, it seems, as they're having the near-death experience. The mind is not focused on the pain? What? Because the body has gone into shock. Yeah. The mind is not focused on the pain. No, no, not that. Yeah. And it's they're having the near-death experience. Okay, and yes. That would be the uh, last of the mental states. Ah, okay, this is the question. I see. This, this is This is my understanding. I see, yes, 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 yes. The, uh, these two people that had near-death experiences, both of them describe okay. it as an incredibly beautiful experience. Yes, yes, of course. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Although both of them okay. had very painful accidents <laughs> that caused it. Yes, yes, yes. You have, you have probably, I mean, heard about those stories also of somebody falling from a horse and then the, the or whatever accident may happen. You know, the person will break the legs and uh, will almost be on the on the verge of dying. But uh, the 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 person will not feeling not be feeling the the pain because of uh, the, the the defense mechanism or the the person has not the nervous system has not yet registered the. Uh, the, the impact of the, uh, the, 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 the of, of the process, so the pain is not uh, necessarily felt on the moment. So also there is a kind of uh, out of the body experience sometimes. So the, the person is not conscious so much of the of the body anymore, but the person is still conscious. But here the question is, if someone suffers grave pains before he dies, so that means the person will be suffering uh, grave pains. So the person will be in pains, actually. The person will experience it. So this is why I uh, ensure that way. So the, 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 the second, I mean, the, the, the perspective you are giving, uh, it, may be, uh, it may be different. So now we are talking about the sudden death. Huh? So you mean that uh, the accident is there and then the person has died. So the person is still in agony or the person has died or is un- unconscious maybe. So let's say somebody has a car accident and he is half, I mean maybe three quarter dead. Just to be sure that uh, <laughs> <laughs> we get rid of So uh, the person is out of, uh, is not experiencing the painful feeling but uh, it's just, it's just dead. Uh, the, the, the kamma, like there is a kamma uh, a law that uh, that relates to accidental uh, events, and uh, this will cut, you know, the, the the karma potential that that keeps us alive will just terminate there. So I think that uh, uh, because it is so sudden, then the mind has not the time to reflect about anything specific. So I don't know which type of uh, karma will arise at that time. Probably the karma that is uh, the the heaviest, or the 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 karma that is. Uh, that was also uh, happening when the person was uh, was uh, was uh, uh, having before the accident. I think it's a subtle uh, question that uh, it depends on the cases. I would say.
Yeah, my question is that uh, how do the five aggregates uh, initially coalesce in layman's terms where do the new souls or new candles come from or just as material can be neither created nor destroyed is there just a set amount of mind that is continually uh, re distributed. Oh, I think it's uh, uh, who will leave the material aspect of it and uh, but for the mind uh, I guess that uh, the, 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 the mental energy can be stopped and then when it stops then you can't see it's not something that, uh, that can be uh, transformed or it's not something that will transmute into uh, another type of form it will just stop altogether. So there will be any kind of residue. So, but however, uh, in referring to the, to the question, how the five aggregates in initially uh, coalesce, it, it depends on the five causes of the kamma and the, you know the sankara and the 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 the, the, the force, the, the the karmic force of of a previous life will make. Uh, the, the the new life uh, come into existence, so it's mostly the uh, yes the, that ca that karmic force will will make also the the, the new birth according to to the planes uh, of existence that uh, the the previous mind <laughs> has uh, oriented itself towards, and then it will follow the the the, the law of uh, natural law. You know according to the, to the planes of existence and the, the aggregates also will coalesce uh, in, uh, in the way uh, according in the law according to these planes. So you have uh, many kinds of free birth, you know, you have spontaneous rebirths and then also you have, uh, you have uh, yes, all kinds of type of rebirth, rebirth in a wound or rebirth in a, uh, in a tree or rebirth on the, on, the, on the clouds or any kind of things can happen. So this is a this is another type of law. But as for the mind, uh, it's not uh, continually uh, redistributed. I think because when the karma stops, then uh, it is not distributed anymore, and it just uh, it just pass away. I mean, it, it is just st it has just stopped. What is your karmic opinion on taking uh, other people's trash, dumpers, diving? so to speak. Uh, <laughs> so if we look in, uh, in some spiritual traditions, you have some strong teachers or gurus, or, and then they are very uh, generous and also they are very much uh, compassionate in helping uh, other beings, and then they take uh, the responsibility of uh, of uh, the actions of other people and they carry that on their shoulders and they can also uh, they say that uh, they can uh, they, they, they can uh, alleviate or you know they, they can take the burden of, of others on their uh, on their own so uh, so in buddhism it's not so much uh, in some schools of buddhism it's uh, it, that uh, that interpretation can be uh, there a little bit but uh, the buddha himself uh, was very strong to, stay, to say that, uh, that the Buddha or the Tathagata is just there to show the way and that we, we have to make the effort and also we have to make uh, the practice ourselves. The teacher is just there to, uh, 
to explain and then to guide. Although, uh, in some instances, you know, the help can 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 have a, 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 a can have a, a kind of a, it can seem that uh, the person is uh, is taking uh, uh, other people's karma, but it's not uh, it's not like that. <coughs> And I will say also that uh, uh, first, if we are able to take our own karma, if we are able to be responsible to, for our life to make everything uh, coming together, then if we feel strong enough to, to help other people or to take uh, some of their burden uh, on ourselves, then it's really up to us. But uh, I think first we need to, 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 uh, to establish ourselves properly. Yes. Um, I, I actually meant more literally. So not taking as a as taking someone else's belongings. So if you're taking someone's trash, yeah. is that recycling? Is that is or is that taking something? You mean you are taking it in the sense of alleviating the suffering of another person? Is no. It? And taking, oh. like, like, going through their garbage, if they, if they throw away something, they can find it useful. And oh. then, or if it seems wasteful, what they're throwing away, and you can find it useful. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is so nice. So I'm just wondering what that... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, luckily, you, you intervened because I was to give another long explanation of all. <laughs> So then we will keep it to law. I think there is a law, and depending on, on the country, so before, like if you throw something... <laughs> <laughs> no, this is true. This is true. If you, if you throw someone, something outside, you know, of your house, and then you leave it on the sidewalk, then anyone can talk, take, because it it's belongs to the... it's a garbage. No? So then there is nothing wrong, because you know it's not stealing, it's, 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 it's trash. So it's, it's something that is unwanted, so there is no problem there, it's not stealing. But, uh, but nowadays in some cities they, they consider that to be stealing, because uh, some municipi municipality, they say, oh well, we can recycle also, they, 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 they send a special collecting truck and then they, they, they recycle the goods. So then they, they start to say, oh, wow, wow, this is a good thing, you know, so they don't allow people to take it from the trash. So in that case, it will be uh, it will you you will interfere with the law, and you can get into problem. But uh, morally, you know, I think uh, if somebody if something is really on the on the trash, you know, then uh, you can consider it to uh, it's not it's not necessarily uh, taking. Actually, in in Myanmar, Burma. There is one day a week. I don't remember one day, one day a year. I think it is after the, the rainy season. And those people are a lot. Uh, they have a really good sense of humor. So there is one day in the year. Maybe not necessarily in the new year. Not not in the hot season, but in the after the rain. And then during that day, uh, people. Uh, with the, 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 the tradition started that the people with good intentions, they, they, they say, okay, now uh, it's a, we, we start things new in life, so we will get rid of uh, all the things that we are not interested in our house. 
So whatever good the people didn't want, you know, instead of uh, giving that to charity, they will just leave it on the road. So uh, whoever will come and see something in front of us, they say, oh no, this is, uh, this is given, you know. So, but it started with charity, and then people understood, okay, now this is the day where we can take that things, that things are not given. But uh, uh, <coughs> over the years, you know, generation changed, and then they, they still had that, uh, that type of beliefs and also practice, but uh, some young people, especially, to make jokes, you know, whatever was outside a house, they will consider that to be given. So they will take uh, signboards of, uh, of shops, you know, and then put that in the middle of the road. Or they will take, you know, the, 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 the one table and then put it in the, in the house of somebody else. Or they will take flower pots here and there, you know, and put it elsewhere. <laughs> so anyway, it's just to say that <laughs> should not be so serious about uh, everything. Here a very simple question. What is love? So, what is love? It depends also uh, in, which, uh, in which language we use it. I think in German, they have a lot of variety for, for defining love, whereas in English or other languages, it's a little bit uh, limited. We have only one word for uh, love. So before I pass to uh, uh, to the definition of Buddhism, then I will read you a quotation because you know that love has been spoken so much in the history of mankind. So here, there are a few quotations from Shakespeare. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, it's just a question they don't say about Buddhist love, so. <laughs> but love is blind and lovers cannot see the pretty follies that the themselves commit. So here they say that the love is blind. And uh, another one from Shakespeare. When my love swears that she's made of truth, I do believe her, though I know she lies. <laughs> Then the third uh, quotation from again Shakespeare. Sight no more, ladies. Sight no more. Men were deceivers ever. One foot in sea and one on shore. To one thing constant never. So that's about love. <laughs> so uh, what is love like in Buddhism? You have like uh, the love of emotion or the love of attachment, the love affection of affection. So there are some types of love that is uh, that is uh, that is making uh, grief or sorrow arise, and this is the love committed. I mean, uh, uh, tainted by attachment. And the the, the one of the uh, word for that would be pia piato, or also pema pemato. And uh, you have some stories about how uh, attachments or endearment can, can lead us uh, to suffering. 
there is one especially, I don't know if you, you probably know it, that uh, uh, once there was a, from the Majima Nikaya and uh, Pia, Pia something, the Sutta, and uh, it is the story of a lady or a, a person, I think it's a lady, a mother who is losing uh, her child, and then, and then uh, as you know how painful it is, the person is not uh, eating, the person is not working, the person is very depressed, so that uh, lady wants to uh, see the Buddha, and then the Buddha says, yeah, what is happening with you, you know, you look so sad and so depressed, and uh, so the lady explained to her that this is the, this is the reason why she has lost her son. And uh, so the, loss, the, the Buddha says, well, attachment brings suffering, and then also the, enter- the endearment and the, you know, the, the type of uh, affection also is, uh, can bring uh, sorrow and lamentation. So that lady, when she heard that, she went out of uh, the monastery, or she went out uh, away from the, from the Buddha, and then she saw some uh, other people who were quite of the opposite uh, opinion, and they said, no, 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 attachment and affection and uh, uh, things like this are, are our source of happiness. So the lady, she was confused, or she was not sure, because there was a debate whether it was good or not. And then the, the, the story was reported to the uh, the, the, the queen uh, Malika, and then uh, her husband, also the king, I think it was Bendisana, so, or Desana, I'm not sure who was the king. So anyway, they were discussing among themselves, you know, about the truth of uh, this allegation that uh, everything that is dear and uh, affectionate it leads to suffering. And uh, then they checked with the Buddha whether it was true that he, w- he said that, and he said, he confirmed, yes, yes, I really said that uh, uh, attachment and uh, endearment uh, uh, leads to sorrow and affection, and then, the, and then when the queen was convinced, when the queen uh, was uh, um, uh, she was uh, confirmed by the Buddha that this is what he said, and he she said to the king, "Ah, uh, what about?" Uh, your dear daughter, uh, Vajiri, Vajira, or I forgot her name, uh, if your daughter was, uh, if something was happening to your daughter, will, will you uh, suffer, will you lament, what will happen to you? And then the king said, oh, if anything will happen to my daughter, I will really be uh, disturbed. So she said, you see, the attachment and, uh, and really uh, affection re- uh, leads to, uh, to suffering. And then, what will happen, okay, you know, if, somebody, if something was uh, to happen to your uh, general number one, you know, so the same thing, if his, uh, his uh, supporter, uh, the general, will also be in trouble, also the, the king will worry and uh, he will also uh, suffer. And the same thing with uh, some of his ministers that were close to him. So then they came to the conclusion that actually uh, affection and, uh, will, will lead to uh, uh, to suffering and uh, to lamentation. So this is one type. Well, if it is uh, if, if it is done with uh, with affection, if it is done with too much uh, uh, too much affection, but uh, there is also a type of love that is also connected with metta. Although affection can be there, also very close uh, uh, endearment can be there. The metta is uh, is also as an aspect of uh, detachment that makes it. Uh, bit more different. So in Buddhism or uh, in the Dhamma, when, when we speak about the metta, then the metta is, uh, 
is a little bit higher and uh, it, it, it does not involve, I mean, uh, it involves other perspective towards uh, in respect of attachment. So, uh, so this type of uh, emotion can be cultivated and also this type of, uh, of mind also should be cultivated. So uh, metta is what is love. The real love is the love of metta. Can you describe the proper manner to make a cash gift to support the Sadhu's teaching? So I think if you want to do this, you know, you can uh, uh, you can either speak with the Sadhu's Kapia, you know, Justin. He just returned from Singapore, so you you, t you you talk with him and he can he can help you, or otherwise you you talk with the uh, with the office. You see, Justin is there. Can you give advice on how to extend forgiveness to ourselves and to others? So first, before uh, giving advice or how to extend the forgiveness, first we, 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 we have to realize that, uh, that the error mistakes is human. So if we are aware that uh, mistakes and errors are human, we see that uh, people can harm other people by making uh, mistakes and also we can also make mistakes and errors and also we are, uh, it's possible for us to, to make mistakes and errors. So seeing that uh, when we come back to ourselves, when we, we, we come back to, to our uh, inner uh, feeling, then uh, from time to time we can ask forgiveness uh, uh, to, to, to those that uh, we may have uh, offended or are, you know, consciously or unconsciously, just, uh, uh, you know, mentally, and uh, just to ask uh, forgiveness if something has uh, been happening or that we might not necessarily be being aware of. We might also, been, we might also have been aware of it then we can ask a forgiveness like this. And also, uh, then when, when we see that, uh, that the mistakes or error are, are just a part of the life, you know, then uh, it's easier for us to, to forgive uh, others. So when we are asking forgiveness uh, to others or, or to the universe in general, then also we can extend our forgiveness to, uh, to those who have uh, harmed us or, or make, made us uh, uh, give us some difficulties. So sometimes it is good to do that and this is also uh, uh, making very easy to practice the, 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 the metta. So if we have a state of uh, non-revenge, you know, and also a state of understanding, then uh, it's much easier to, uh, to, to lead our life uh, properly, but uh, we, can, uh, we can just uh, do it.
Is there any? Uh, there were other, a few other questions, and uh, I will answer them another time because now, uh, now it is enough. Do you have uh, Do you have other questions that uh, will be uh, pertinent? However. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.